Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, I'm sure, like lots of people, and I heard uh, Mark and Katrina chatting about this on the breakfast show, you will have been saddened to hear about the death of Meatloaf. Yeah, Meatloaf passed away. It was announced uh, yesterday evening uh, at the age of 74. Family statement read, Our hearts are broken to announce that the incomparable Meatloaf passed away tonight with his wife Deborah by his side. Daughters Pearl and Amanda and close friends have been with him throughout the last 24 hours. His amazing career spanned six decades that saw him sell over 100 million albums worldwide and star in over 65 movies, including Fight Club, Folk, Rocky Horror Picture Show and Wayne's World. Bat Out of Hell remains one of the top 10 selling albums of all time. We know how much he meant to so many of you and we truly appreciate all of the love and support as we move through this time of grief in losing such an inspiring artist and beautiful man. Uh, He was uh, born Marvin Lee a day and his family say we thank you for your understanding of our need for privacy at this time from his heart to your souls. Don't ever stop rocking, the family say in their statement. Meatloaf secured his place in music history when his debut album Bat Out of Hell in 1977. It went on to sell more than 50 million copies around the world after its release that year. And Anne-Marie is uh, with me. Good morning to you, Anne-Marie. Morning. A rocker. An absolute rocker, Meatloaf. Oh, he was. Yeah, absolute. And just when you said there, 1977, I was thinking, really? That long ago? It doesn't feel, you know. But yet, when I think about it, he's been around for as long as I remember. But yes, some of the tunes. And he was so intense. He really, he was one of these, like, he was just a genius. He's, you know, I put him up there with all those singer-songwriters that have lasted over decades, you know, that... And just a real rocker, yeah. Like you really would turn up the tune and blast it out of the car if you're driving. Yeah, it's sad. It is sad. It's an end of an year, I suppose. Do you know he played Croom Community Centre? <laughs> no. Yeah. Famously Where played Croom Community Centre. Check it out. Check it out with your local contacts. What? Yeah, he absolutely did. When? At, one, at one point in his career, I mean, when you have a career that long... You know, you have different phases of it. And there was probably a time when he wasn't as huge as he was at the start and maybe later in his career. And he was doing tours and doing various things. And one of the places that he played was Croom Community Centre, County Limerick. Well, that's that's news to me now. Now, there you go. I told you I'd tell you something that surprised you this morning. Well, you (laughs) mightn't find it on Google because it was a long time ago. But I can tell you it's a fact because I know people who were there. I wasn't there myself (laughs) now. But I know oh, people. I'm not, I'm not sure about that now, I know Joe. People I'm not sure about that and sources and all that. That's not really good enough for me. I will double check that. Um, stay with me, by the way. Um, one of the questions we've been asking listeners on Live 95's Facebook page is what should go into the time capsule for the opera site development in Limerick? Catherine says photos of the buildings and the people that own the businesses that were there before the new centre. Stacey says license plates from Limerick's All Ireland Wins, a tub of chicken hot gravy, an antigen test, face mask and a bottle of hand sanitizer. Jamie says a book of names be a lot of family names that won't be around in 100 years time and Jack says Joe Nash should go into the time capsule. <laughs> uh, yeah, I might say there's widespread agreement for that one. Um, anyway, keep your ideas coming on uh, that. Now, the Joan Ash one has been used, so you can't uh, just come up with that one again. The papers this morning, um, Anne-Marie, are just full of the big story. 
are we out the gap? Is this the nearest thing we are going to get to Freedom Day from COVID-19? The Daily Mail thinks so. On the brink of freedom, the end of the use of the COVID pass to be announced after Neffet advised it. The two-metre rule on distancing will go. Office working will be back. Hospitality curbs, this is the curfew, will be completely over, including a suggestion that nightclubs will be opened very quickly. Um, And they're saying, according to their sources, the Mail, that from the end of February, mask wearing itself will be no more. The Independent says the path is now clear for a full reopening with all restrictions on hospitality to be lifted. Covid certs only for international travel and that kind of comes down to the EU as well as everything else. The Irish Daily Mirror says meet, drink and be merry. Um, Some suggestion that even from this evening uh, pubs and restaurants and even perhaps nightclubs will be allowed to fully uh, reopen. Uh, the Irish Times says the Cabinet will approve the lifting of most curbs uh, today. The examiner, green light to end COVID rules. There is no longer a rationale for most of these restrictions, the public health emergency team has advised in a letter uh, to the government. So the way it'll work today is that there'll be a cabinet subcommittee uh, meeting, uh, Neffet, um, including the top people in Neffet, chief medical officer, I presume deputy medical officer, all these people that we've got to know will be talking to the government and the um, three-party leaders. Then there'll be a cabinet meeting and then, yet again, another televised address to the nation by the Taoiseach. As I say, they were almost weekly at one point. Um, I can confirm Meatloaf was in Croom. <laughs> you didn't believe me. I, I knew you were going to Google it. Yeah. No, was I've I right? I've just got a text from a resident who says he remembers it and he thinks it's 1989. Thank and you. He, thank he you very much, yeah. resident of Croom, <laughs> for confirming something I I, that I Anne-Marie I, did not believe. That was my phone going off there in the background. I think I have two messages. So there you go. Yeah, uh, uh, absolutely. Well, Megan joins us um, uh, as well. Um, hi, Megan. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing? Um, well, you're, were you too young to be a Meatloaf fan? Does he mean anything to you? No, he does, actually. Um, I listen to the song you just played quite regularly. Um, my dad has definitely instilled kind of classic rock in my music taste completely, um, as, long, as well as so many other just random genres of music as well. But that's one of my favourite ones. And um, my parents' wedding song was actually Meatloaf's song, Two Out of Three Ain't Bad. Brilliant. And I don't know why. Um, I, I never asked them and I was just kind of like do I want to know the answer to this question but always in my head um, when they said it to me I asked them one day I was just like what was your wedding song actually and they said that and I was just like okay a bit random but yeah I've always had a connection to Meatloaf in that way and I absolutely love that song I will listen to it regularly but it just shows a great song is a great song you know, and it'll survive down the generations, won't it? Oh, definitely. And I just listen to, I like rock music anyway, and I definitely like classic rock music. And that song, I, I probably have listened to it in the last month if I check my Spotify. If it comes on, I'm definitely not turning it off when I'm walking. And um, there's a, a part at the end where it's like one of my favourite parts of any songs. So it, it's just a really great song. Mm. One thing I would be interested to know, Anne-Marie, and maybe your sources in Croom can tell us this, you know, <laughs> how big was the community centre in Croom back in the 80s? Because I'd imagine Meatloaf would blow the roof off the place. I presume it's around the size it is now. Like the building. How big is that? It's big enough, like. Yeah. yeah. Big enough to contain Meatloaf? <laughs> well, Meatloaf back in the day, probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, what about Not this? Not today is Meatloaf. <laughs> what about this? It's Freedom Day. Are we out the gap? 
the majority of restrictions look likely to be announced at an end very quickly tonight by Taoiseach Michal Martin. I'd say he's looking forward to this speech in a way he hasn't looked forward to any speech he's given yeah. for years. Yeah, look, there was like, you know, I was getting messages and I don't think anyone expected that kind of a leak last night. They really didn't. I mean, we, we expected easing and we expected a phase thing, but <laughs> not the recommendations from NEFA to go as far as they did, which says a lot about where we are. And I do think a lot of people were getting frustrated with the restrictions now because there wasn't the, the, the deaths rising in, in um, hospital figures there from the last wave like previously. And it was clear that the, the vaccines were holding up. But at the same time, um, a little part of me went, oh, I'm not sure I want all of this to happen so quickly. And obviously I've been conditioned <laughs> for two years. But and COVID hasn't gone away and they have said, you know, you have to keep that in mind. But um, yeah, I'd like the phased thing, to be honest, and I would be a bit more cautious than some. And I'd like a little bit more detail about, you know, restaurants that I would want to go to and things like that. Um, Just exactly what would be happening now. I don't think they want um, or maybe they do a free for all, but... Well, it's interesting. We've been so used in here, all of us who've been coming in and out to the radio station over the last couple of years, of things like the two metres distance. Mm. Now we don't think twice about having conversations where you're almost shouting at each other across the room. I'm putting things down and walking away for the other person to take, you know. I hand you your scripts. And, and you, no handshakes or anything. I know, touching and sanitising. Yeah, it's, 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 I actually think it's going to be, it's going to take a while to, for people to get used to it. Definitely, I, I, people like me who were very cautious, and I was very cautious. I think a lot of people, I think there, there are three sections of people. There are people who I think will just go for it straight away. Yeah. And then there are people who will be ultra, ultra cautious and continue to be for some time. Mm. And then probably most people are in the middle somewhere, aren't they? Well, like my husband said to me last night, oh, restrictions are going to be gone. We can do this, 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 this. And I was like, oh, hold on a second. You know, it's, you know, we're not going to die, hopefully. That's only because he thinks Cork are going to win in hurling out of this year. <laughs> and he'll be able to go no, again. But, but my point was that uh, absolutely the, the vaccines are working, but I've seen relatives get Omicron and Delta, we think, over Christmas. And while they didn't end up in hospital, it wasn't very nice what they got and were out of work for two weeks or whatever it was, you know. So I don't particularly want to get that. But I think the thing is, we are going to get it and we're going to have to overcome it that way. And that's the bit I don't like. It's the fear of when I do get it, how my body will react to it and how severe will it be on me, even though I'm vaccinated. Well, that's interesting um, (coughs) because, Megan, I mean, you're looking at this from all sorts of uh, perspectives. You know, you were relatively recent in in college and you know the impact it's had on young people and friends of yours. And indeed, you had COVID yourself. Yeah, definitely. Um, I couldn't believe it when I heard that the restrictions might be lifting, to be honest. Um, I missed out on a lot of things in college. We finished college online. I still haven't had an in-person graduation or anything like that. So we missed out on all that sort of stuff. But um, from having COVID after my um, 10 days of isolation, even when I went to the shop, I had such a shock. Like my body, I was just so... I don't know, I was just out of it. I kind of was like, people were like, just, you know, past me in the aisles. I was like jumping or when I was walking there, I was just like, I was so sensitive to noise and to people. And I feel like I'll be like that as well. I, I definitely won't be one of those people that's like completely stops wearing a mask and they'll just go all for it. Like, I think I will be wearing a mask, um, especially because I go on the bus as well and like public transport and stuff. I just feel because you're so 
And they're talking about back to 100% capacity on on public transport, although it does suggest that the recommendation to wear masks on public transport will continue, but not the 50% capacity. Yeah, I think everyone loved the 50% capacity, really, because it just meant that people weren't allowed to sit beside you on the bus. You just had, you got to sit by yourself. And if someone did, you'd be like, well, obviously, unless it was an extreme case that the bus was completely full, but you're like, you know, no, I'm sorry now, you can't sit there like it's not allowed. Um, and, and you know these people who believe that there is that extra bit of space, things we didn't have to think about for the last two years, you know, oh no, I can definitely fit in here. And they'll elbow and push and shoulder you into the corner and say, yeah. oh, I can, oh, I can fit. I can. You're going to get back to that eventually. Yeah, it's just so strange because I was working in retail at the very start of the pandemic when it hit and I just remember it and I mean the place was like a ghost town. I've never seen the city so quiet and then I was so sensitive as well because there was no, at the time, no masks, no like protective shields. The advice was wash your hands, hand sanitize, and that was it. And that was your protection. And then, oh, two metres apart as well. So customers were coming in the shop and you were literally backing away from them if there was a crowd. Like I'd actually be backing away or I'd be packing out something. I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm going over here. I'm going to stand over here until the crowd dissipates. So right. the actual thought of it ending is just mad. And, and do you think we'll build up to kind of party, party, party for the St. Patrick's weekend that's now going to have two public holidays, Thursday oh, being St. Patrick's Day the and the 18th? Will go yeah. Do you think so? Not yeah. yeah, I'd say yeah. so as well. Yeah. It'll be because... And I, I will it, recoil. <laughs> because it, it'll be, I think it'll be three years since we've had, you know, St. Patrick's Day parades and festivities here in Limerick and around the country. Yeah. So, I mean, when you think about all the things that I think that the happened, parades coming back would be great, though. I think that's, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, I think that would give people a good lift as well because mm. there's just been so much... Like, you you could meet oh, a couple of people... Oh, I'm getting emotional but no, at the thought like, of it. ...gathering <laughs> with people. You never, like, you know, you kind of miss that sort of thing of just actually like a big gathering of people who haven't seen it in so long really mm. and yes you know it was two years um, and there is the possibility although hopefully not of another variant if it were to be more severe or whatever um, scuttling a lot of this but hopefully it won't happen at the same time though Emery you know, we're very conscious of the fact that I think over 6,000 people have died uh, with COVID, many others have become seriously ill. There's been long COVID. There's been all the pressures on the health service and on so many people, frontline workers from retail to Gardaí to emergency services to lots of others. Yeah, I think that's put why it, it out there will be very emotional for some because you will remember <clears throat> these loved ones that, you know, didn't survive to this moment of whatever your moment of celebration is going to be. And maybe St. Patrick's Day and that whole extra bank holiday, maybe that would be the point where people are celebrating, but there will be a lot of emotion around that as well, you know. Yeah, yeah there will. There will. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe